0: Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe, and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast live stream, season two, episode 63. Hello, Phil, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast.
1: Hey, Tara, it's great to be here. It's good to see you again.
0: Thank you. I'm, I'm, I have been eager to have our conversation, Phil, because we need your insights as the great resignation drags on. We're hearing daily how businesses continue to struggle with hiring and retaining employees. In fact, over the last 18 months, employers have experienced attrition rates in the high teens. And now uh, just how bad is that rate? Well, if we compare it to the tech industry, which is known for its high turnover rate, uh, higher than any other um, b- any other business sector, the tech industry's historic turnover rate has been just over thirteen percent. So the attrition rates we're seeing now in the high teens are over the last uh, year and a half. They have exceeded the turnover rate of the industry that has had the highest rate all along. So it's pretty bad. Um, And what we like to do here on the counterfeit sleep podcast is to get at the why that's driving the problem. So the obvious question in this case is why is the turnover rate so high? And that's where it gets really interesting to me. There is a range of ideas on why we're seeing such high levels of attrition. Some say it's really about wanting more money. Some say it's about wanting greater uh, flexibility. And more recently, a new why emerged, toxic culture. In January of 2022, Donald Saul, an MIT researcher and the co-founder of Culture X, and his colleagues published an article called Toxic Culture is Driving the Great Great Resignation. I recommend that everyone read it, and you can find the link uh, to the article in the show notes, but here's the skinny. Saul and his colleagues identified the top predictors of attrition during the great uh, great resignation and toxic culture topped the list by far. So if we know we have an epidemic of toxic culture as the why behind the great resignation, well, that's good news, right? Because once we've identified the why of a problem, we're in a position to work toward a solution. So what do we do? Certainly, addressing the epidemic of counterfeit sleep is a key element of the solution, and Phil, you hold a key piece of the solution as well. And that's why I've been so eager for our conversation today. So let me just tell people quickly what you do. You work with businesses to leverage modern selling practices, including social and virtual selling, to increase their profitability, their productivity, and their performance and you have some keen insights about toxic culture. So can we get into what you're seeing and hearing and those insights and then some key strategies to help businesses terminate toxic culture and build the positive culture that help that keeps employees through the thick and thin? So that's a load for us, but if you can, we'll start with what are you seeing and hearing, Phil?
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, it's it's real, first of all. I, I just want to stress, this is not something uh, that is some buzzword that is not happening. It's absolutely happening. Whether it's a great resignation or great reshuffling or whatever the heck you want to call it, change is occurring faster than ever. You mentioned the turnover stats. That's shocking to me. I've worked in SaaS for a long time. I've absolutely seen that in those industries. It's amazing that it's going to other industries. So what the heck is going on, right? So when I'm talking with other leaders, when I'm talking with the folks that I consult with, that I coach, that I train, I'm seeing a couple of things. First, we absolutely see that people are leading their managers. That's the first thing. If your manager sucks, you're gonna go somewhere else. And what does suck mean? Well, sucks in the eye of the beholder. For some, it means that their boss is too micromanaging. They have their hand on everything. And for some, that manager is apathetic, leaves them alone. Mm. It's really interesting, right? So suck is in the eye of the beholder. So how do we get to that? Yeah. And, and actually, we, before know, we
0: even yeah. go on, I just let's start with that four, first point yeah. that you said, because I think it, it deserves more attention. You know, when sure. we're saying we think of people losing, uh, leaving their jobs, but as you said, people are leaving their managers, right? So that that's, That's a huge mindset shift for us to to think about, you know, if we want to get at solving this problem for sure. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com.
1: Think about that, right? If we we think about like what does that mean as far as boss? Now, first, they're not just quitting their first line manager; they might be quitting a higher up manager. It might be that there's no that the manager in their chain has never connected it to the bigger mission mm. because paychecks are no longer enough. Money is important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't underpay people by thirty percent just because you have a great mission, mm. unless you're a nonprofit, and even then the skills translate, right? I mean, it used to be totally separate. We'd be talking, oh, you did this in in an MPO, you can't do that in corporate, that's BS, that's not true. So we have to really say, okay, toxicity is happening. So managers that are bad, one end or the other certainly happen because employees talk, employees talk. That's the other thing. I remember, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was a VP of IT, I had a manager who's, who told me when I got, when, when I was like curious what my team said, he said, it doesn't matter what your team says, just treat them like a mushroom. I'm like, a what? mushroom, Right. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, just feed them crap. Keep them in the dark. <laughs> I'm like, even then I didn't think that was right. And I was yeah. like, huh, that's interesting, right? That mushroom management, that does not work. Instead, we have to listen. Right, That's the big thing. As I see leaders shift from being toxic, either toxically micromanaging or toxically uh, Mm under-managing, under-leading, as I see that, the big shift is just in listening and paying attention and being present with your team first, because every team differs in exactly what they need. But today we'll talk about some trends and some ideas on how we can overcome this, but I, I can't stress enough. You have to listen first.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems to hear you say it, it it seems like the the first perfect right step, because if you're not listening, you don't have an opportunity to really take in what's going on. And therefore you can end up either on either end of that spectrum because you're just not maybe being more hands-off is appropriate for some teams, maybe being more hands-on is appropriate for others. You won't know until you listen and really key into what the team needs. So, okay. Awesome. Awesome point. So what would you say? Uh, what would we, we say next? Uh, I remember one time you mentioning the two, you know, the, this aggressive and passive sort of dichotomy. So does that get at those two parts that you were just talking about there? Or is it, is there more to that?
1: Well, there's a little more to that, right? Because it's the aggressive manager or the passive manager, right? That's the apathy or the micromanagement. But with teams, it's the same way, right? So sometimes your team is go, go, go. So you need to be there and help them, cheer Mm. them on and help them go, go, go. They're very aggressive, right? And the other end, it's okay that some people on your team might be a little bit more passive as it relates to connecting, as it relates to engaging, as it relates to participating. Because they might be connecting with their customers, people they deliver work product to in a very different way. Because not everybody's an extrovert. Not everybody's an introvert. Some people are ambiverts. Some people like high energy. Some people like a slower pace. Some people are tasks. Some people are people uh, focused. So as we think about that, we really have to understand who is my customer, who do I deliver product to, and then back that in with, okay, who's on my team? And how does that fit? Right. Because if they, because the right person in the wrong seat can be even worse than the wrong person in the wrong seat. Because the wrong person in the wrong seat, you know it right away. But a good person, you're you're like, come on, like just work harder. Well, just might be a skill mismatch. Yeah. Just, you know, if you give me something that requires high detail, if you're making me fill out uh, spreadsheets and, uh, you know, just enter stuff in Salesforce or look at, you know, the PL report. I I can do it, but you're going to totally demoralize me. One of the first things I did when I got promoted was I took the binder of this many stupid reports that we got and I threw them in the garbage. And I told my boss, you can pick two that I'll give you (laughs) just two. And she's like, well, what? I'm like, no, listen, if I give you 180 reports, that's your whole week. That isn't any help for you. Mm -hmm. And I can't manage that. Like I can't, tell my team, Hey, team, we have 180 things to focus on. There's no way to give direction. What happens is then we go in the middle and we just throw our arms up and like, well, I'm just doing the best I can here. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what levers to pull. So if we slim that down, right uh, in the middle is where we need to be one or two key reports. What are our key reports? What are those key targets? What are those most important things Mm -hmm. that then I can share with my team so that we can make sure that we're going after those. Yeah.
0: Great. And I I love, as you were talking there, that you use the word demoralized because things like that, when there's a a bad fit or just, you know, expectations that don't allow you to do the things that you enjoy, whatever, or the things that you excel at, then yes, you end up feeling demoralized. And that Absolutely is like the underpinnings of creating a toxic environment because you just don't want to be there then. And then that just like permeates the whole organization. So I, I think that's tremendous. Now I know you also um you you talk too about this idea of 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 connecting and how that also is key. And I guess it goes with what you were talking about with, with the listening there. Um, can you tell, you know, give us what you mean when you say connecting and, and um, how that kind of goes with the whole culture uh, idea?
1: Sure. So every week you should have a one on one with your team first as a group and then as individuals mm. as a group. It's a great opportunity to introduce new ideas, It's a great opportunity to introduce some of that key performance, to shout them out, right, to make sure that they're, uh, you know, that they know that they're working together to create something bigger. That, that's important for sure. That's an opportunity for them to connect too. So you want them to share something that they're particularly proud of, that they're working on beyond work, right? Beyond work, because we know now, especially as many are at least uh, hybrid, some still completely working from home. Yeah. We know that if I get up and I put laundry in, that's no big deal. If I get up and I let my dog out, that's no big deal. If my kid comes on screen, that's no big deal anymore, but we're still hiding the fact that we actually have lives. We think it's all work, 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 and it's not. Yeah, the it, 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 it's you know the, we used to say okay, we wanted to be like a family, but I'll tell you what, i never I don't spend as much time with my family as I even spend with work. So it's different, right? Mm. It's different. So that's one connect though that big meeting. Then it's the one-on-one, and the one-on-one is really meant for the employee the person who you know reports to a leader mm. to really talk about themselves what are my aspirations what am i working on what is a project that i'm passionate about that i'm doing and what am i doing for it and then asking the boss hey boss i need you to remove this obstacle so i can go further so i can complete the task so i can do this and the job of the leader Is not to talk, but to listen.
0: To be present
1: and to ask questions. Because that connects. Now, with that, we know that great behavior must be rewarded. We just know that's true. As a leader, right? We know that often we we talk more about the negative and the things that need to be improved. And I get that. I I do. I understand.
0: Right. Yeah, we do have to grow. Right.
1: Yeah, we have to grow, right? Nobody's perfect. That being said, I think. We spend so much time focused on the negative that the positive doesn't really stand out and we don't give enough time. Mm. So, I'd like to give just a a simple acronym that Mm -hmm. really has helped me. It helps the folks I work with a whole lot remember how best to recognize people.
0: Okay. Yeah. it's,
1: It's just four letters. First letter is an M. M is for meaningful and full of meaning. I will tell you, I have seen. Rewards given that are a rock from the forest, that because they poured meaning into it and told the story about how this person stood out and was someone worth being counted on building on, in fact, the rock of our foundation, Mm. this person has kept that rock on or near their desk for 15 years. Wow. A rock.
0: Yeah, 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 but so meaningful, like you said, so right? right? Yeah, and perfect. Full
1: of meaning, right. So that's the M. The U. The next one is a U. It's for unique. It could be something that anybody could win, but I have to be specific, right? That's the S here about that person, and it has to be unique to them. So I'll tell you a, a fail that I had when I was leading a team is I got everybody coffee gift cards everybody because I love coffee coffee is my jam I still get coffee from back home in Milwaukee I love coffee uh-huh. everybody got a coffee card and one day I heard the team talking I probably wasn't supposed to listen if I would have listened to the old leader and I heard my team saying why does Phil always get his coffee cards we don't even drink coffee <laughs> oh, I okay. right oh yeah whoa right so I'm like what okay So the next meeting that we had as a team, instead of saying, hey, why didn't you say that? Instead I said, hey, I understand some of you might not like coffee. So what I'd like you to do is tell me where you would like a gift card from Mm. for your award. When I recognize you on the spot, right? Where would you like to get it? So I had some Amazon, Target. I had some folks that wanted it. At the grocery store, I wanted gas cards. Mm. Oh. Well, now it's unique. Yeah so now I've got the meaning and then the award is connected to that person.
0: Right perfect. Right? Yeah
1: then I then I, I alluded to this before and that's the S and that's specific. I want you to think about the specific thing that was earned for this award not just a pat on the back. hey, great mm. job. way to go, Tara. No. what specifically did Tara do to earn that award? What specifically? was the result of the work. What specifically did somebody say? So here's the wrong way. Hey, I got an email that said you're doing a great job. Congratulations. Here's a Starbucks gift card.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Instead, be specific. I got an email from John in Ohio, and John said that the work you did on his report was the best work he's ever seen, and Mm -hmm. it saved him eight hours of work.
0: Very specific. Yes. Super specific,
1: right? Because now whether I reward just one-on-one or I reward in front of the whole team, which I which I usually recommend, and I'll get there in just a sec. I want to make sure that's connected to the bigger mission. It's not just a one-off. It's something anybody on the team could have done, but only Tara did it. Only John did it. So important, right? And then the last one is timely. Don't wait until the end of the year, the end of the quarter, the end of six months to do awards. People don't remember. Mm. I remember when I'm training, right? I always ask people. So last Tuesday, what did you have for breakfast? (laughs) I get blank (laughs) stares. I get blank stares. So now I give you an award for something you did in the first quarter of the year. And it's May. Right. You're like, what? I I don't remember that. Oh, all right. Cool. Thanks. I get 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks. Makes no difference. Right, right. Makes no difference, right? So we have to have that timely. Now, yeah, yeah. You know, we got meaningful and full of meaning. We got unique, we got specific, we got timely. That spells must, but let me put an exclamation point on it. Right? And that is ask the individuals on your team how they want to be recognized and respect mm. that. Not just, do you want to, where do you want a gift card from? Again, I've missed this, I've failed at this. Ask them how they like to be recognized. Yeah. Some do not want the recognition in front of the whole company. Some do not even want it in front of the whole department. Now, if you've got a small team of eight to 10, that's typically acceptable if there's trust built. True, yeah. Right, if there's trust built. But be really clear when you send out the appointment, if your boss, if you're bringing your boss in to help recognize, that your boss is totally teed up to make this successful because, and and that it's really clear to your team what this is for. This is a celebration of great Mm efforts, great outcomes of whatever with our boss. Now here's why. Yeah. I had an organization that I worked at where a C-level executive came up and he had spent no time prepping, had an award in his hand and started sharing with the, uh, someone sitting in a cubicle, what a great job they did, how much he appreciated their effort and handed it to them. And that wasn't the right person because they would changed desks, but didn't get a chance to change the nameplates.
0: Oh my. So definitely not meaningful. Definitely not unique, not specific. <laughs> not timely. Not time. and yeah. Super oh, bad. So yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, Phil, when you were talking about that, too, about the actual delivery of the um, the 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 recognition, you made me think of the five love languages idea, you know, yeah. where that right P- people. Some people like gifts. Some people like the written words. Some people like, a, you know, like a pat on the back, actual touch. You know, I remember one uh, one thing that I got from um uh, Uh, A director, it was a card with an incredibly nice statement in about how how much I had helped him very specific, like you said, and a pretty decent bonus. And I'll tell you, I was happy about the bonus, but that card was what really resonated with me because I happened to be a, a written word person. So you're you're exactly, you know, make sure that you, and I guess that goes back to, to what you said before about listening to the person, right? If somebody had listened to me, they would know he probably did. He probably knew that, you know what I mean? And that that too is why it's so important to listen in those, those one-on-ones. Wow, so I love that. So So basically you're saying, We must use the must strategy, right? Meaningful, unique, specific, and timely when we're really um, recognizing people because uh, with that, we help build that positive culture. Without it, it's really what leads to that that toxicity. Beautiful. Absolutely. All right. So Phil, as we wrap up, I would like to ask you the two questions that I always ask guests. The first one is if you were to put up a billboard with a message that you thought was really, really important for these times now uh, to help leaders uh, really be able to continue to be successful, what would you put on that billboard? You know, and it's pretty small and people drive by quickly, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I would put up there, stop collecting, start connecting.
0: Oh, stop collecting, start connecting. Oh, that's a very nice juxtaposition because yeah, we sometimes think of networking as a numbers game, right? How many people do you have on LinkedIn, whatever? But yeah, you're much better off to have a smaller number of connections than a huge number that you've collected. Beautiful, I love that. Okay, last question is easier. Where would people connect with you?
1: So uh, if you go to philgerby.com, P-H-I-L, gerby.com. You can find me or find me on LinkedIn. If you can spell my last name, you can find me. It's G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K. Pretty simple. There's three or four garbage shacks out there. I'm the one uh, with the crazy glasses and the big smile.
0: I say cool glasses. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, thank you so much, Phil. I really appreciate you coming on today to share your insights with us. I really think you'll help business leaders make huge steps forwards towards really terminating toxic culture and building the positive culture that allows them to uh, thrive. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.